You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Welcome to part two of my interview. Hennessy wasn't there. All right, Hennessy was here. Of Casey St. Ange. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. I read this, that you would create these letters and you had to be funny mm -hmm. and he would fix them. And that is how you learned how to write a joke. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started doing the letters, um, which would be really a lot, like a big stack of letters every day I had to get completed and go through that. Editing. What time would you get the letters? Oh my gosh. I'd be working on it all day and then right. bring them into him at the end of the night when he had like little else to distract him so that but he could at the if them. he had a shitty show or felt he had a shitty show was it a shitty letter writing um i evening? guess sometimes i yeah. think when the show when he felt the show went badly yeah. it would affect everything right right you of know, course just like even food doesn't taste good right right that, you know so um i can imagine so yeah we all know how that feels so like maybe it'd be like this is not a good time like, like right if we can put it off till tomorrow or right. whatever but it really was good like he he really would get out a red pen and make corrections and really like there I don't know if they even offer an MFA program in comedy anywhere but this was like an MFA program right. like just this guy who's like a legend and one of the best at what he did and especially super popular at the time just taking the time to tell me okay I see what you're trying to do here but you're telegraphing what your punchline is going to be so it's more effective if you don't Right, you, you don't know, give it yeah. up in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. and this is Very what you important. did here. It's the rule of three. Right. It always works better yes. than two examples, and just everything, everything, everything I know about how to write a joke is from those years. Any examples you remember? <laughs> there was one really, <laughs> there was one really bad one that um, they. I've told this story before and I don't want to incriminate anyone that doesn't want to be incriminated. Um, Oscar nominations were coming out and the talent department had asked him to write letters to um, to people, inviting them to be on the show, uh, people that we thought were going to be nominated for Oscars. And uh, we were going through the list and, you know, banging out these letters. And I said, OK, we need to do one for Nicolas Cage. And he said, you know what? I don't want to. I've asked that guy a million times. He's like never wants to come on the show and it just if it, it feels bad i don't want to pressure right. him and i don't want to feel bad having him turn us down so don't and i'm of course like 
No, let's try. Poly positive. Yeah. <laughs> let's be optimistic. Maybe this will be right. the time. And then so he he was getting impatient with me because I was like, no, come on, let's try it. And he was like, I don't know, just tell him stop being such a blah and come on the show. Right. Um, he had said, like, stop being such a woman and come right. on the show, which we wouldn't say today, but right. in the 1990s. What, and what is that a woman? What does that mean exactly? Just like a soft-hearted, sensitive, oh, okay. you know, I think stop that's... Stop being a pussy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, that's not a joke that we would say today, but in 1990, what I, I actually would. There, there we go. <laughs> well, so, um, your dick. So, yeah. Stop being a dick and get on the show. Yeah, exactly. Like that would have been the same. All right, so, good. Um, yeah. More appropriate. Well, that's he had actually said what Hennessy said. Right. And so I was like, I went back to my desk and I was like, I can't write that. Um, so I'm going to write Stop Being Such a Woman and Come on the Show. Yeah. And so I was like, just brought the letter in in a big stack of letters and he signed it. And, um, and then I had this like filing system where I'd photocopy the letters to make have right. a record Let, of it. For young listeners, uh, Cassie Staunch <laughs> had to type up the fucking letters. Yeah, I had to type them on a typewriter. And then go to a fucking copy machine. And copy the right. envelope with the- And put them in a file. Yeah. And a put them in a file. Yeah. And so- Remember when filing was part of a job? It was like a thing. It yes. Was a thing. Yeah, it, and it involved folders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And alphabetizing. And like, go ahead. Yeah, and thinking what folders, category yes. these things- Yeah. So a couple days later, uh, he was like, oh, we still have to write that letter to Nicolas Cage. And I was like, no, I, we did it already, I think. Like, so many. And he was like, no, but I said this, like, sarcastic thing. And then I was like, yeah, but then I wrote, like, a nicer version of it. And you signed it. And we mailed it. And he was like, what does it say? So I go and, like, find yeah. the photocopied fucking letter and show it to him. Is and he's your like, heart pounding as yeah, you're looking for point, it? Yeah, at that point, because I was, like, so stupid. And I didn't know how idiotic it was. He knew how idiotic it was right. and that he was not serious so i showed him the letter and he was like you have to get this letter back you like invoke the assistance code get in touch with his assistant but get it back i don't want this is like not respectful and not the kind of thing that i want to have out there and all right I was like, where's oh. your heart <laughs> i was like stomach ache yeah i was gonna vomit yeah sure. yeah i get those yeah vomit and um so i'm trying to get back this stupid letter that i thought was such a good solution because right. i'm an idiot um and kids are idiots and <laughs> i'd have cracked up if i got something like that yeah. like it's so fucking funny well so i was calling all around and i finally got someone i don't know his publicist and they were like anyway it, at that point when we had remembered it it was long received and opened and so it was like <laughs> sorry too late like there's no way no way yeah and i was like Oh, God. So this was after Dave had gone home for the night and it was still like L.A. time. Right. So I was able to make these calls. So I was just like, I guess I'm going to get in here early and just like clean up my shit and like get out of here. You know, right. like I'll, I'll like sleep? have all my stuff. No, I'm sure right. I cried all night. Uh -huh. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but I was like, if I have all my stuff packed up, then he can just I could just yeah. get him to officially fire me and I can just take my stuff. So um, Jeanette, you pulled a Jeanette. <laughs> We'll tell you about that later. All right. So uh, the next morning I got in early and I genuinely was like sort of like straightening up my area, you know, child of alcoholic. Like, yeah. Clean, oh, totally. Cleaning. Um, so then uh, the mailroom called and they were like, hey, there's like a huge delivery for the boss. Can you come and, you know, come and meet it? And I was like, okay. So I went and like our mailroom guy is pushing this cart and it's the most enormous arrangement of roses I've ever seen in my life, like long stem red roses. And uh, I take the card and it's from Nicolas Cage saying, you're right, I'm gonna stop being such a woman and come on your show. No way! Oh my God! 
that's awesome. So I had to be like, but I was still scared. To right. Be like, so what did he say? He just was like, you're lucky. <laughs> he was? Yeah, yeah. And then when Nicolas Cage came on the show, he brought the letter like oh, on God. the show to show. And I was like, oh, my God. And then Dave was like, I, di- I didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's Elisa. Elisa. <laughs> Hi, Elisa. All right. We'll just take this call. Hi, Elisa. You're on the air. Wait, wait. Let me put you on speaker. Hi. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. What you... I'm recording okay, my podcast great. with Casey St. On, She's classy stange. Hennessy's here, too. Hi, Hennessy. Say hi to Casey. Hi, Casey. Hi, Lisa. All right, bye. What? Judy, yeah. ben, le- ben left his um, arm, uh, you know, the, the thing Always for his cast. He yeah. left it Amas, and I have it. Oh, okay. I got to clean it. I'm sure Alma cleaned it. Oh, okay. Hello. Because I got to do the other okay. one, too. All right. What All else? All right. Um, nothing. So what about tonight? Yeah. Tonight I'm recording. It, invite Mama and Poppy to come. Okay. I don't. I don't. I think they're exhausted, but okay. I definitely All won't right. invite them. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Great, Great talking to you. All right. <laughs> so fun. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have Bye. a good show. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So, um... Have you ever met Elisa in person? I think so. Once, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that is a fucking great story. No, I was so but lucky. But he never gave it up to you like, good job, Cassie. No, he was Staunch. like, I was still. You know, you're lucky that happened. Moronic. Yeah. But you did. And I was so lucky. Did you meet Nicholas and tell him that it was you that wrote the letter? No, no, I didn't. But yeah, I didn't. It's a fucking great story, Cassie. Oh okay. <laughs> so you end up graduating from Fitchburg State. You're yes. living in the West Village with your husband, Matt Debenham. Yes. And, um,. You, how did you end your relationship with David Lotterman? Because you worked there for like what nine years? No, 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 no. I was oh, no. only there for uh, for the first like three something right, years. Right, okay. The new CBS show. So then, um, Daniel. Oh, that was CBS. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I was That's I was okay. talking about NBC. And I meant, yeah, <laughs> so, he went from 12:30 at NBC to 11:30 at CBS. Yes. Um, our, you know, our friend, are you friends with Daniel Kellison? Yes. Yeah, so Daniel Kellison was an EP over at Letterman. And he was a producer. Yeah. Pr- your producer. Yeah, and, and he was the original EP of Rosie. Yes. And asked you to. Yeah. So he, he. But as a writer. No, no. no as an as assistant. Rosie's assistant. Right. Yeah, so and he, here you are in this like assistant hell but go ahead yeah no he just said um he had made a deal with dave not to hire anyone away from the show but he said i met rosie and i think she'll like you she's looking for an assistant it's like a lateral move but the thing is with the new tv show things change all the time so whereas they're more set and i was never going to become a writer at letter right but did you hang out with the writers a little who were the writers on the show at the time um rodney rothman is my good friend Uh and donna carey and john beckerman and Steve O'Donnell and Gerard Mulligan and Bill Sheft. Guest um, on the show, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all those guys were like my really great guys. Steve Young. Um, all guys, though. I what? Think. Are you noticing oh a my pattern? God. I'm all, all gentlemen. Yeah, all Meryl had been a, a, you know. Meryl, yeah, who I know now and I love uh, her. such a hero. Meryl Marco, please do my podcast. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so I was never... Nell Scovell. Nell Scovell was not there right. at the time, but we've since become yeah, good friends. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. She's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so there never was more than one 
woman at a time. Jill Davis was the woman that mm-hmm. was there at the time, and she was amazing. But if there's yeah, a Jill there was Davis, always one. Yeah, there's not going to be a Cassie uh, Stange. Exactly. So you go over to Rosie. Yeah, meet with Rosie. Got um, splashed Nervous? by like a truck on my way over. So uh-huh. showed up literally like a mud monster. She would have loved that though. <laughs> I was like, sorry. She didn't even notice. She was right. like doing other things. Right. Like, whatever. Like, like, fine. <laughs> like fine. when we used to pitch to her. <laughs> <laughs> she used to be, it was right when AOL Messenger started. Oh, so she'd be like, yeah, she'd distracted. be at the, so you, she'd be at the computer and you, you'd go in with like this great, like you thought of the <laughs> fucking best idea and be like, bro, um, I have this great idea. Oh We're going to have like an elephant come on stage and you know, the trunk is going to like in this whole thing. And she's like, uh huh, uh huh. And then you hear like whatever the sound was. And you're like, fuck, she's not. Oh my God. Like, okay, good. Write that up. And it's like, ding. All right. But all right. So go ahead. So yeah. So I was hired as her assistant and that was really, really short lived. She was great, but also at the same time, like said kind of really quickly, like you are not a fit to be right. my assistant. It's not like you're very rigid and I'm much more right. relaxed. And, you know, so to her credit, she was like, let's get you another, another job, job here on the show, which I've never, ever worked in another place where they're like, let's figure out where you fit here. Right. Like you're here. We like you. You're right. obviously smart and capable. Let's figure out where right. you fit. So um, kudos I, to Roe. Yeah. So I was made a, like an associate producer for like the human interest producer, which was kind of interesting in a way, but not really what I wanted to right. do. So I was feeling like kind of panicked. That's before I got there. Before you got there. And then I was made a researcher, which I was like, at least I'll be writing these research right. briefs every day right. and all that stuff. And then I with was Perry. with Perry Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Perry. R. You R. were Perry the greatest. Moore. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, by that time. So I was doing research, and that was also a really. Short I remember time. when you were a researcher. Yeah, That's when yeah. I came in. Yes, because you three is... sat at the you, yes. Lisa, and Perry. And Did then... Lisa was Lisa Recksteiner? Yes, on? she was there, and uh-huh. then um, Karen Midler. Yeah, that's right. Built in. Oh, uh, Henry calling. Hold on. <gasps> yes, you're on the air. What's up? Nothing. We're recording. So I called you like that. Where you go? Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I love you. You too. Bye. Okay. All right. So, so, so yeah, yeah so Karen Midler. Karen she was Midler, yes, yes. I love her. She moved. She's in Toronto. I know. Now, right. Good um, for her. Sorry to blow up your spot, Karen yeah. Midler. Um, but so anyway, this is what I want to say. This is what maybe your listeners will be interested in. I was a researcher and longing to do more, and I definitely wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that I feel like I ever got on the air is because you were a writer and a producer at the Rosie show and you took over for the human interest producer that I had been working for prior and you were doing this really interesting thing where you were making it about like conceptual ideas and not just stories that we were already finding on the news Right. and so I had some ideas that I felt brave enough to share with you because you're so generous and then (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then like you helped me pitch those ideas and helped me get them on the show. So really like my first sort of writing that, you know, got on TV in a big way other than like a stray joke here or there was because of you. And we did this amazing. Oh, thank you, Cassie Stange. So <laughs> I'm you... not that bad. 
What are you looking at me for? I All love right. you. All right. And we did this amazing segment that I still, it's one of my favorite things that I've done in all my career. And it has really informed a lot of the things that I've done and has been like a formula for success in a lot of things I've done. We did this. I had this idea to have kids um, come up with their fantasy candy bar recipes. Right. And then we were going to have a real candy shop make right. their insane recipes that is so awesome and so judy hooked us up to go meet with all these kids that had written these recipes yep. at this school and we, we went to the school yeah i remember yeah, going we went to the, the school, school. Yeah. and so cool. we were meeting these kids and they were great and they were so nice but we were like oh is this gonna really be like a good like segment because right. these kids are so sweet and adorable and then judy and i talked for a second and i think we started thinking about like the kind of kids we were maybe right and then we asked the principal like these are kids are amazing they're wonderful can we meet the bad kids yeah can we meet nice. like the behavior the obnoxious yeah. yeah yeah and she was like really like i'm not sure we yeah. want to reward that yeah. and so i was smart. like yeah so so we were, were like give us like your 10 yeah. worst kids and let us you know let us meet those kids and then so when we started meeting with these kids it was obvious they're super creative had right. huge personalities yeah. right. too huge because that's what you need for too, a tv segment too yeah. big for a classroom is perfect for television right. i'm sorry to say but that's why you know a lot of you know a lot of yeah. kids that have trouble in school turn around to be performers right. mm -hmm. so we met with these kids that were like maybe a handful for their teachers god bless their teachers hearts but were amazing on television and it was a really successful segment. I think Rosie had a great time. And yeah, he had I did like too. one kid that like was allergic to everything, so he couldn't eat any right, of the things right. in his candy bar, but he could have like an omelet, which right. is weird and funny. Right, yeah. <laughs> but the upshot of that entire thing is that I was still a researcher at the show, but Phil Hartman was a guest. Um like Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um very shortly after that segment had aired and he asked his segment producer, he said, I me and my kids loved that chocolate bar segment so much. Can I meet the person that came up with it? And so this segment producer brings Phil Hartman down to my desk and like he just hung out at my desk wow. for just talking about it. How'd you think of that idea? Was it fun? Blah blah blah. And then he like later sent me drawings that his kids had drawn oh. for me that I had hanging up in my cubicle. It was really, really cool and sweet and that's all because of Judy. Oh, Cassie, that's so sweet. It's true. Thank you. Now I need your help. <laughs> help me. Um you were you were a really good writer. You and Alan Katz shared yes. an office. Oh. Uh, how's he doing? He seems like he's healthy. He seems like he's doing really well. I talked to him. His kids um, are not perfect enough. Oh okay. my god. It's yeah, so his, annoying. They're also grown and, and they're so talented like, and smart. writing all these children's books right. that are massively popular. Yeah, he's a great and, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Feel good, Alan Katz. Alright, yeah. so um, you are a writer on Rosie. You were there till the end. Till the end, yeah. Um, till even when, were you there for Caroline Ray? I was there when Caroline sort of did the um, guest hosting and like yep. the backdoor pilot. Hi, hi it's Caroline Ray show. But then yeah. I did not work on the Caroline right. Ray show. And I recently ran into her and um, she remembered me, which I was really touched Yeah, by. she's a good And she good was girl. so nice and she was like, sorry we didn't um, hire you on that show. Like I really wanted to hire you and I was like, "It's oh, it's okay. <laughs> Um, she's so nice that you still like it weighed on her that oh it weighed on her one percent um, side of me now we can cut this next comment out if you want to sure um, but when Bill Cosby was um, convicted and I knew about Bill Cosby yes and I knew that because of you yes um, because I know that when you were 
working for Letterman, you were told do not go to his hotel room. Yeah, his house. Um, his house to pick because he wanted to be picked up or he wanted. He, he had something that he had wanted for to give to Dave. I, I want to say it was like like a fountain pen or right. something. Like he's a collector of fountain right. pens and he wanted to give him some. No, special... he can stick those up his ass. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to give him some special pen and yeah. you know like real you know guy type stuff right and uh so i was gonna do this thing and yeah more than one person took me aside and said like hey listen if he comes to his door and invites you in don't go in right and i don't know where they had that information from right um but But i remember he was a guest on rosie yeah yeah and and i remember that someone saying do not go to his hotel room yeah or don't pick him up at the hotel Yeah. yeah yeah so i mean it was a known and you know there were and he had terrible breath so Ugh. I mean, I could say something really politically incorrect, like "Thank God they weren't awake for it," but um, mm. which I won't say because I'll get in so much fucking trouble. Don't but, get in trouble. You know, don't get. In I just—he's disgusting. I mean, he's silver lining. Disgust. Yeah, yeah. So, but I have to say, my time on—I was there for two two seasons, yeah. and I was the human interest producer. But I was also doing stand up yeah. at seven thirty at night. I yeah. would ask for the earliest spot. Yeah. And then be up at five. You know, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, those were two of the happiest years of my life. Uh, yeah, it really was. You like, know, we was, had. It was the heyday of uh, that kind of thing. Like, companies still had money. Oh, my God. We had you, so much fun, though. Yeah. You know. And also, I don't know. I just, I loved that. I mean, I got in trouble. And I had, I, you know, Alan King told me i did a thing with him and he told me you can't be a writer and a producer on a show you you're a performer um but i also had my hair blown dry do you remember the blow dry yes. incident what had happened <clears throat> you got well terrence really was not you know terrence noonan uh he wasn't a, a team player and he worked for me and i had little kids yeah and i had to go home like i would get there we had to be there at seven. Yes. Remember, you had to have jokes written yes, by seven thirty, yes. and then at six, I had to have my kids picked up by six o'clock. Yeah, so I'd leave at like five forty, and he, you know, all the people that stayed till eight or nine o'clock, half the time they weren't doing a fucking thing. No, no, it just was. It was like, hi, I'm at my desk, and I real, I was pretty focused when I was there. You know, yeah. um, Andy Lasner was the EP. Um, there are a lot of things, go- but I loved my job, but I also missed performing. Um, but uh, one day, so there were two things that happened. One, uh, there's the first segment called Chuffa. Yes. Uh, where she would just tell her stories. Um, that. Uh, and shoot koosh balls. At the yeah, koosh balls. Yeah. Uh, so that was, um, I had some guests on later and uh, I was in Rosie's office or dressing room and David <laughs> was like, oh, you want me to blow dry your hair? And it, she, <laughs> I said, yeah, because it looked really good straight. Yeah. So then that afternoon I got called in, Hillary and her, and Rosie's like, you're blow drying my hair while I'm out. I'm like, you're, you're blow dry, getting your hair blown out. I was like, oh my, everyone gets their fucking hair blown. You, people would go, Bella would go in the makeup room and be like, can you put mascara on my, you know what oh, I mean? Man. I got in so much fucking trouble. For having, why is your hair straight? And I'm like, <laughs> talk about fucking stomach ache. Yeah. Oh so gosh. that was really bad. Damn. Then we had that whole Vegas situation where she was performing in Vegas and got oh, sick. She got sick and you had to fill and in. And I had to fill in. Yeah. And then when I filled in, 
the next week we we were working in L- L.A. Remember yes, we were working we in were L.A. There a long time. Yeah, we were there for weeks and weeks, and uh, and I filled in for her. And on the show, when she thanked me, she said I only did five to ten minutes, and I got really upset. But they did so many pieces on the thing, like that I had. You know, on E Entertainment, like, yeah. was it all about Eve? Or and I had no idea I was oh, going to go on. She got man. fucking sick, yeah. and there were th- two thousand people in there, and oh. I was like, there, yeah. Um, and I took over for her, and I actually killed. I actually did a great yeah, job, but course. I did did more How than did ten you minutes. Make her sick. <laughs> um, Good. Question. So there was that, and then the you know there was the. You know, Terrence really wanted to be the human interest producer, and he was my PA, and he would do anything to be like, you know, I would have done that. I don't know where Judy was, <laughs> like, kind of stuff. Like, she had the quintuplets on who were born on her birthday, and oh I was like, let's God. have them every year. Yes, yes, And yes. they were one, and she was giving them a house, and it, she was so generous. And uh, they were in the upstairs... Um, you know, we shared yes, the, the yeah. dressing rooms with SNL. With, with yeah. SNL. So we, they were upstairs, and, and the door was closed. Um... Uh, for obvious reasons, yeah, and no one came to get us for the closing <gasps> seven seg- segment seven where she has a birthday cake and all the guests come out. Oh my god! And I got fucking screamed at. Ugh. And Terrence was like, "I would have had them there." I was like, "All right, Terrence." Um, anyway, yeah. it was just a whole bunch. It was of... like a big family, and there was yeah, the and there was, some... was the annoying little brother. Yeah, <laughs> but we love all Terrence. Kinds of drama. There was yeah. very many annoying siblings. Yeah. of which I'm sure I yeah. was one. No, Cos- you were Cosby good. was a creepy uncle. <laughs> then okay, so. Then you leave. Yeah. We end up working together at this at this show. fucking crazy. So we were on a show together. As I got hired as a writer, Mimi Pizzi must have gotten us these. Yeah, jobs yeah. I love Mimi Pizzi. Yeah, not love Jewish, her. but she, great, great girl. So we get this job working for Jarette Allegra, and it's it's life and style with Kamora Lee Simmons, Lynn Coplets. Not Jewish, but has a Jewish last name. Um, Jules Asner. She was Jules on the show. Asner. Lynn Coplin. Cynthia. Someone. Lenny Kravitz's sister. Oh, okay. Cynthia, Cynthia? Kravitz? No, or no. Something else. Looking it up. I'm so sorry, All right, but Jew. Um, okay, and I, this is like 2004-ish, five, yeah. six? Yeah. Right there? Yeah. And I get a job, and I, to this day, have Cynthia problems. Cynthia Garrett. Cynthia Garrett. Hi, Cynthia. She's Hi, his Cynthia. spiritual sister. Oh, all right. Oh, I thought they. Were, I literally. This is the first time I'm finding out that they're not like biological siblings. I really thought that they were. Yeah, well, they look exactly like. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have so little recollection. All I remember of that job is never knowing what time to be there. I shared an office with you. You really helped me out because I was like, "What am I? What are we writing? What are we supposed to write?" It was you, weird because it, was it wasn't weird. like a comedy show. But so you like felt, they... I felt like you knew what the fuck was going on. You're like, "Judy, got to write this. You're gonna write this <laughs> intro." It wasn't comedy. It was like, and then I ended up helping Leslie. Yes. Uh, um, j- I just edited the funny po- yeah, into the, the video, and I yeah. but it was good because she'd be like, "Meet me in the editing room," and then I could take a nap because yes. I was always and tired. There too. He did. Yeah. Um. Oh my god! See, I blocked it out, but so I just strange. remember our office. We had a lot of candles, and I farted a lot. You yes, and it's kind of like a subterranean office, not the yeah. best place to fart. Right, and Jared had a yeah. fucking you know treadmill in her office, and yeah. I was so jealous. But um, yeah, so we would get up, 
and get, go there. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. That was, went on for like, nine, that was at Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like nine months. And yeah. I remember just being like, yeah, the show. And I was like, Casey sure knows exactly what she's and... doing. And I'm such an ass. Like, I felt like, how does Casey know what the hell to do? You just have to like. Fake it. W- yeah. You just have to fake it and realize that there's like an hour to get right. filled. It's going to get filled with right. something. Right. Try to fill it with the best thing that you right. can. But I, I'm with you. I have so little memory of actually like my. One of my strongest memories there is Paula Dean feeding me a piece of fudge backstage and then telling me it was like Velveeta or like Velveeta fudge. And I was so offended <laughs> because that's that's a mean trick, Paula Dean. Yeah, Paula Dean. Um, yeah, but I can't even remember like what the, I know there was a lot of drama behind yeah. the scenes at that show too. Yeah. And it was just like, that's how it was. It was because they were, one wasn't showing up and one yeah, was jealous this, of the like, other. It was yeah, like yeah. fucking ridiculous. It was weird. And it was like, like the view, except everyone was 12 and in yes. middle school. And, and too early to yeah. start. <laughs> and like, to, like having a bot mitzvah you, every you day. You don't like start yeah. fighting. You don't start. Right. You like each other first. First and then, yeah. And then eventually. Right. So that was like classic rookie mistake. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. 
So, um, after you leave there, where do you end up working? Oh my gosh, I just worked at so many places. I worked for Jeanette Barber right. on her Food Network show. Yes, we uh, love Jeanette. Christina Deo. Uh, that was called Lighten oh Up. Right. Which was really interesting. That was something I had not done before. Right. I worked on a cooking show and just like a bunch of stuff. I wrote commercials. Yeah, you wrote, for, wait, like, I have. <laughs> I have commercials for um, ice cream and cell phones. Yes, yes. Um, Um, You wrote the book, Jane Jones, Worst Vampire Ever. Yeah, that's like a good YA book. Yeah, Yeah, it's good for young adults. And... um, or as Hennessy, I do my own research and Hennessy also does research. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I take whatever, you know, and Hennessy writes James Jones, okay? (laughs) And I wrote back, it's fucking Jane Jones. You don't that know. You good. don't know. Yeah, Jane be, could be James. <laughs> Whatever. That would be good. Um, I would like so, that. Yeah, so just anything. Like, because while I think things are getting better, I think that was, like, a particularly hard time for right. a woman to, like, if you didn't get that one right. woman job that was designated. Right. And yeah, you must have felt true. this a million times. Oh, my God. I mean, it was for stand-up. There was only one woman on her show. It was horrible. And if yeah. you don't get it, then you, you know, and you have to, like, feed your kids, then you right. have to write um, a commercial for... And I did to one person. Sh- like, it was like, you have yeah. to create your own yeah. shit, yeah. you know? So, um, and you have two kids. Yeah. You have Eli and Lincoln. Yes. Um, and you had them while you were at Rosie, and Rosie yes. had a uh, daycare, daycare which was amazing. fucking amazing. Yeah. She did some amazing things. She did. Yeah. She did. Fuck and you, Trump, you fucking piece of shit. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, amazing things, and um, still, yeah. It'd be- <laughs> he is her biggest fan, though. I mean, he truly is. If it weren't for him. Nobody follows her as closely as Trump. Nobody. He's He's so jealous. He's obsessed with her. Right, because she's, you know, she doesn't look like his fucking cunty, you know. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just so odd how obsessed he is with her. Because she can challenge him. You know, whatever. It's fine. Well, I think it's like, yeah, I think it's. And she's not afraid of him. She's not afraid. She says what she thinks. She's been at it a long time. It's not just, you know, she's not a Johnny come lately right. hating him. She's hated him no, for a yeah, long time. No, yeah, we all have. We sure, are, but, uh, but specifically, it's just yeah. so interesting. He's but obsessed. I also just think sometimes it's just like he just loves the drama right. because it's for like ratings and he and, thinks yeah, as it's long all as a, anyone's right. talking about him, you know, he's he's a trash buyer. So you, uh, you move to Connecticut eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get a job working on the with Andy Cohen. Yeah. How did you meet Andy Cohen? Um, How did you meet Andy Cohen and why can't I ever do that fucking show? <laughs> uh, you've been on the show. Once, one once. Uh, please, one I'll do anything. I, I'll put in a good word for really? you. Really? I mean, I think he hates me. Do you think he hates me? No, I don't think so at all. Because I was at Michael Patrick King's Christmas party. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have it anymore because he sold his place. But um, and Andy was there and I felt like we it was one of those situations at a party Mm -hmm. like this is a kill me now situation where you're like both in the same area and no one's talking to either (laughs) of you. So you're kind of like, I'm like, like, hey, and I was like, I I love him. And I was like talking to him like, how the fuck do you ever fucking sleep? Right. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, you know, and whatever. And then thank God someone more famous than you know i'm d-list you know someone a-list came over and was like hi and, and you know Here's the i thing feel I'll like say, love you. Uh, i'll say about andy is he doesn't really hate anyone yeah like even maybe s- kathy griffin 
No, I don't uh, think he even hates oh, right. her. I just think it's like a weird situation that like got out of hand. Right, and right. Everybody probably has their own side of it, but right. really, I think he still kind of weirdly maybe likes her. I don't know. Yeah, like he doesn't hate anyone, even people that I've seen. I've seen be nasty about him, and really, he could really hit back. And like sometimes he'll make a joke or whatever, right. but he doesn't really take it to heart. He's always trying to think of like, and maybe it's like from working with the housewives right. or whatever. He's always trying to think of like where person was coming from right like, right like i've never had someone say someone something nasty about someone and that person like take it in not only not get mad but be like well i can see their point of like not loving me right. because xyz mm-hmm. and you know and whatever like go do your thing right it's really kind of weird and like a, a actually great lesson right. like he always says about like sometimes when you get frustrated that somebody is like really wants to tell you this information about something like he will say people just want to be heard right you know if you just hear somebody out and hear what they're saying they'll are already feel a hundred percent better that you just right that you just because you're not blowing them off yeah exactly you're validating and yeah so he's he's super easy to work for and just really um is I, I think you would say that he's not introspective and he's always making a joke that he's shallow, but right. he's really not. I've yeah, I can't. He, I can't imagine what, doing what he does and yeah. being shallow because yeah. you really have to get the essence of the people you're, you know. Yeah, and he's super, super sharp, and he's a super sharp interviewer, and he really likes a huge amount of the stuff that is, is right. being. I do Sandra Bernhardt's show all the time. <gasps> Isn't she so great? I, I love her. That. Wait, yeah. I love her. I love it. Um. Can, well, can you put a good word in? Yes. I'll do. I'll be yes. the bartender again. Yes, I love bartending yes. there. Yes, I just need a little bit of attention. Of course, you know, of for course. my gigs. I yeah. got a lot of gigs for coming up. You can. I have an album coming out, so you know. There you All right. Go. Anyway, um, so you worked with him. Did you start as a producer? Um, yeah, I started like it was like. It's been almost nine years now, so they, it was a oh web God. show that he was yeah. doing, and they were going to try to bring it to television for a seven-week trial, and right. the show that I had been like a, a co-EP and a writer on had, that I really loved had just been canceled. My right. friend was the host, and I was what like- What was it? It was Best Week Ever with- Oh, yes, that's right, on yeah. VH1, on yeah. On VH1, and so I was really kind of bummed, and um, my friend Jennifer, who was working at Embassy Row- Jennifer? Company, Jennifer Kelly. Oh, Yay! I love Jennifer! Jen Kelly, she's so great. She's still really skinny. She's, yes, oh, still beautiful. Perfect. I love her. Will you but say hi? I will. Yes, oh, yes. Sorry. So, um, she was working at this Embassy Row company, and she was like, "We're gonna try to do this show. It'll tide you over till you find something else." Like seven weeks, and um, yeah. So I got hired on it, and then nine years later, here we are. So, but uh, also the funny story, like <clears throat> at the end, like it's. The end of seven weeks is like rolling up on us or whatever. Right. And um, Andy had a joke where he'd like, call me Taffy. Like, because right. he'd pretend he, like, you know, like Cassie, like he could never remember my name. Right. So calling me Taffy. And uh, so it, we're like five weeks, six weeks into the seven week run. And he goes, you know, Taffy, I know we just met uh, like five <laughs> weeks ago, but it really feels like longer. And I really feel like I've known you a much longer time. And I was like, well, we have worked together two other times before. <laughs> I might have to call you Taffy now. <laughs> and he was just like, what? But like super good natured about it. And I was like, right. we worked on another pilot. and uh, That's cute. Whatever. It wasn't about But me. you love the job, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I mean, it just sucks you're out late. 
Yeah, yeah, take the train home. Yeah. yeah, I don't. They send me home in a car, which is so. Oh, nice. that's fucking so great. Cool. Yeah, I get a ton of work done. Um, but it is like just the weird. But you get hours. to see your kids come home from school, right? Or no? No. Okay. No. So you're an absentee mother, like your yeah, absentee much, father. But much. you have you have your stay at home writer dad. Yes. And your kids love you. I mean, and they're dad, very independent. Yes. And dad works too. Right. But just you know, yeah, we see each other when we see right. each other. So, you um, I. You know, we were talking earlier about being bullied and bodies, and you have been very outspoken about your issues with weight. Yeah. In a way that is so personal and yet so relatable, you know, Thank you. that it's, it's, it's something, I mean, it, it's really incredible the way you've taken, even like I read a post about Oprah. You know, when she became a spokesperson for Weight Watchers. And the fact that you grasped at even fucking Oprah, even one of the most accomplished, creative, intelligent, has issues with her body and her weight. Right. And it's such an empowering place to come from. And you should be applauded for for that because... It's so easy to hate yourself. It's easy to hate yourself. And it's just, it's one of those things like so many of us. And I think it's, if we could try to be understanding to right. each other, we all have things. You're talking about being bullied about your right. height right. and, you know, talking about being different. It's one of those things that you just carry with you. Right. Like, it's no secret that an overweight person is overweight. Or right. Wh- however you want to say it, it's not a secret. You carry it with you. The secret is how much people who aren't who that isn't the circumstance right think they understand and think they know the code because that isn't you know it's like it's like when uh, i always laugh when people ask like incredibly wealthy successful people like what you know what is the secret to your success and they Mm. say well never give up on your dreams and i'm like yeah it said the person whose dreams like came Came true true. right but like ask the guy who's still delivering packages you know, when he's trying to be a rock star. Right. Or doing later. stand-up sets exactly. because she can't exactly. get a fucking television show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's very easy for someone who right. doesn't have that problem to be like, all you got to do is right. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't even. Right. You can't even know. You right. You can't even, you know, so. Um, and also, I have to say this. 99.9% of my friends who, you know, are overweight and then lose weight. Gain it fucking back. Yeah. Like your body is your body. There's science that says this. Like there's a certain amount that you can do. And I think for a certain amount of time. But science says like it's it's hard. It's it's uh, a nearly impossible. It can be a nearly impossible thing to conquer people that do it. It's great, but right. people that can't do it, like, what are you going to just live your whole life, like, hating your right. fucking right. self? Every minute, like, I always, you know that Edgar Allan Poe story, uh, The Telltale Heart, like, where right. he murders someone and, like, buries, I'm like, that's what being overweight is, and I'm right. imagine it's, like, what a lot of things are, like, being right. gay, or it's just, like, a fucking beating heart under your right. floorboards, and it is the rhythm of your life. Right. Every minute, you're like, you know, I have a paper due, I'm fat, I right. have this crush on somebody, I'm fat. Right. I'm hungry. I'm fat. Right. I have to get to work. I'm fat. <laughs> right. You know, like it's it's every other. It, you know, you inhale something and exhale. Oh, please, every fucking day. Yeah. So it's like that's a lot of like it's not only 
you know, it's a lot of brain space. It's a lot of mental weight right, that right. you're giving to something that like what doesn't matter. What? It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You do what you can do and that's it. Right. And you're beautiful. I mean, look at that fucking face. Seriously. I hate you. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, you've also written for Bet. Yes. As I have, but yes. I never say anything. You're I pretty t- vocal I tell about everyone. it. I know, because, you're vocal. Well, I never said anything about it, not too much, but um, but then when I, w- I wrote for her tour yeah. with Nell Scovell yeah. and, um, and Bruce Valange. Wait, wait, hold on. Bruce Valange. Okay, um, Nell Scabell, Bruce Valange. So excited yeah. to meet and to finally get to work with Nell after hearing so much about her from her Letterman days. Right. But um, I never really said anything because I was kind of like, it was very casual like arrangement. Right. And she never said not to say anything, but I was like, let's not say anything. Yeah. But then she put our names in as writers in the program for the tour. Aww. And people kept tweeting it to me. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I guess the secret's right. That's awesome. So. Cornfelt did too. Oh, did he? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and also this guy, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but Doug Abellas? Doug, a- Doug Abels. Doug Abels? Doug okay, Abels, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, he worked on, he, um, on that. He sublet well. my house in uh, in LA when uh, I had a house in LA. There you go. With his Small now ex wife. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Um, and you've written, you wrote for Joan as well. Yes. That was. Um, I miss her. I can't. Like, yeah. when that, ha- I, you know, for me, because. A Jewish girl from New yeah. Jersey. Like, I knew her from the moment I could think. You yeah. know, like, she's been a part of my yeah. life. And then that memorial service. Mm. Oh, my God. Killed me. Kill. I, la- laughing hysterically, crying yes. hysterically. Laughing hysterically. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was such a, it, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. That was rough. Um, Cassie, you're working on a new show. I am. Uh, how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about the show. Hey, you know. <laughs> Okay, um, this performer who a lot of you might know if you're fans, especially of this show Freaks and Geeks, which mm-hmm. is like a cult classic, yeah. gone too soon. Um, Dawson's Creek mm-hmm. um, and many, many other, yeah. a bazillions other things. This performer, Busy Phillips, who is... Love her. Follow her on Instagram. Do you love her? Yeah, best. she's so great. Um, I actually know her through like friends of mine, you know, just other performer friends and have gotten to know her a little bit over the years. And just one day she like called me on up and was like hey I got a talk show uh do you want to come work on it and at first I was like that's probably not gonna happen because you live in Los Angeles I live in New York I have this long-term job but then she was like listen it's being produced by Tina Fey's company can you just come in and tell them a little bit about what it's like to do a talk show because they've never done a talk show before So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I went in and met with this guy, Eric Gurian, whose name you'll recognize from 30 Rock and, right. and Kimmy Schmidt. And uh, just talking to him. And I really went armed with like a list of women because I always have my right. agenda. Um, but, of <laughs> which Judy Gold was not on the list. Go ahead. You don't know. I you know. Don't know. I know. 
a list of LA based um, producers mm-hmm. and saying like these are these women right. would all be great if you're looking for someone and uh, so we just had a really good meeting and then um, I met with Tina and Eric which was super cool to mm-hmm. like to just meet her she's um, the greatest so great and then just eventually they were like all those people that you mentioned sound great but you sound great to us too and wouldn't you just want to do right. it wouldn't it be fun and to work with busy so yeah so that's I'm like leaving in a couple weeks. Good for you. You gotta take these risks. Yes, I think it's you know I will miss my family. At Watch what happens. How, what's so the much. schedule gonna be like? Uh, what's the? We don't is know. Is it yet. on it's, weekly or it'll, it'll nightly? Be late night on E. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what the schedule is gonna be yet. We are still figuring it out. Wow. I would love to do it seven days a week if they let me. I know. Well, you're a work of fucking holic. <laughs> um. Oh, I might I might send over a writing sample. Yeah, send it on over. I just want to be on air. Okay. That's <laughs> You heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. That's a different thing. But um yeah. yeah. We don't y- yeah. I'll do anything for you, Kasi. Um Kasi, uh we love you. I've been wanting to have you on forever. Um I love you. You're- and you're just so fucking talented and sweet. That's very kind. And you're a good business person. That is very kind, and it's I very hope you, true. I hope you know how much like started with you. Oh, that's so. I'm means not a even lot. joking. There, I, I mean, I could count on one hand like people that gave me huge opportunities early on, and people that I felt like took me seriously when I was maybe you know a kid. Right. And I, sometimes I still feel it now. Like I'm right. 100 years old, and it's hard to get people right. to take me seriously. Sometimes I'm and- 150. <laughs> And there I was, like, probably 23, 24, and you were, like, these ideas are good. They, these ideas should be Aww. on TV. So I hope you know I'm that, like, you, Thank you. you made some, you know, you made things possible Thank for me. You. And I can imagine that if you did it for me, you'd done it for one million other people. I have. I, I mean, I hate to say that. Uh, but me. Um, me too. Yeah. Right? But I, right? um. Absolutely, yeah. When's yeah. the karma going to come back? Girl, I just want, I mean, and also, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this about Judy Gold. In, uh, I know she's trying to wrap this up, but I just need to say it's not even, I'm not even joking. Like, besides like professional things, also the kind of person who I visited your home in Los Angeles. And by the time I got back to my hotel, which I got lost on the way back to my hotel because it's pre GPS days, I had so many messages from Judy Gold saying, please call me to let me know that you got in. Okay. I need to know. Mommy. And like, I mean, if just, if every 10th person was like that, how much better off would we be? Oh my God. And if, how fucking like neurotic. No, I don't. I mean, listen. Maybe two things can be true. It's true. Maybe it is neurotic, but also to have someone care, like if you got where you're going alive, is a huge deal. Oh, Cassie Staunch, I love you. All right, we ask our guests two things. Okay, I'm gonna say definitely not. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. We're very pro mental health. Okay. Um, We promote anything. We no stigma with any depression, anxiety. Have you ever been on any meds? No. I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> but what do you do for your mental health? A lot of meditation. Me too. Self-reflection. Yeah. You know, trying to, to manage things. What kind way. of meditation do you do? 
Um, I do I, mindful. Yeah. Yes, I like I like that, and I like um, binaural beats. If you ever listen, no, to, like, what's that? These, they're like special tracks that are supposed to like reach certain points in uh, your brain. So there's like you can listen to one that's meant for creativity or relaxation, and or, you just sit there, focus on your breath, and just, listen. Yeah, yeah, just <gasps> listen to that. I'm it's gonna good do to that. Work I want to do TM, but I want to go to the big guy who oh, who, yeah. uh, who does it. Yes, teaches yeah, you. And yeah. Ro said she was going to take me, and now I think she's mad at me. No. So yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> We'll we'll work what it out. Yeah. We'll work it out. Well, I, I, I love a flotation tank. Maybe you guys could go float. Oh, together. that's good. There's like, I want to hang upside down. Oh, that would be fun too. You know, because yeah. then the stuff goes yeah. to your brain. Yeah. All right. All that uh, binaural beats. B i n o r a l. I think it's like a u. Oh, n a u. Binaural. Um, I'm binaural sexual, <laughs> sexual, whatever. My husband's Not also even. convinced that the, all these beats programs are like Russian and they're going to like flip us. Oh, please. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Alexa's last name is Kakashapov. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's that. But in the meantime, before I turn Russian, yeah, okay. they're very helpful. Um, the other thing we always ask, because um, you know, you've known me for a long time yeah. and I do have a big heart, but I do get so fucking mad over yes. the stupidest things. Yes. Uh, which is why the name of this podcast is called Kill Me Now, because oh, I yeah. say that about 100 times yeah. a day. But what makes you, like, you want to fucking kill, like, punch a fucking wall in? What, what pisses you off the most? <laughs> the worst, worst, worst thing that I hate is people's behavior on public transportation. Oh, yeah. So a lot of, like, speakerphone phone calls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of eating yeah like, that whatever, i don't get whatever the fuck you want a lot of letting your kid watch a tv show yes. out loud yeah video games yeah and just i'm just like do you think yeah you what is that like home? i see people walking down the street and it's on speaker yeah and it's like no i i no she said she was and i'm like what the fuck is going well, on everyone's like, like FaceTime and fucking phone and fucking phone yes yeah. Yes. And a lot of like, so all that like electronic behavior, but also like people take off their shoes. Yeah. People. Uh, this is, you're talking about trains yeah, or are like, you talking about subway? Well, the subway's the su not as bad because I think the subway could like harm you if you got too comfortable on it. But like Metro North, people treat it like it's a living well, room. Yeah. And it's insane. And I guess it sort of extends to planes. People are just gross. Oh, I know. And considerate. And I know. I'm just like, we're all here. Yeah, like, stay we're comfortable all... like the yeah, rest the of us. I mean, the uncomfortable. Kids, the yeah. kids with the fucking, mm -hmm. and it's the same song. They're playing a video game and it's, it's like. Insane. Ding, 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 but I see so many like. <laughs> Like crush. on and on I and see on. so many yeah. like sixty-year-old men playing Candy Crush, I know. and I'm like, "You're supposed to hate that. What are and you it, doing?" It, if you don't know what it is, it sounds like gunshots. Yeah, right. It's I know. Like, like, it's like well, the Fortnite, the Fortnite one is so uh, fucking annoying. Uh, it's but a lot. I can't stand that. Like that they have no no consideration that there's other fucking. And today when I was coming here, yeah. like there's one. Every, there's two ways to go up the stairs. Yes. There's the right and the left. Yes. Right. And I'm like, what do I pick? And on the left is moving. And the right isn't moving because some fucking woman is walking up the stairs and looking at her phone. That like, is fucking the worst. move. Like, we're in the fucking subway. I truly just want to walk through Grand Central with an air horn and beat <laughs> at someone every time. <laughs> That's so I, funny. I call it, it's probably not sensitive, but I call it having a phone stroke when yeah. you're like trying to walk. Oh, no, you're, you're going to be fired to now. She said phone stroke. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like you're... I like it. Right. Your brain isn't meant to do those right. two things. At the, it's like... um. 
when the employees at Cracker Barrel have like an earpiece in and their right. manager's talking to them and they're right. also trying to talk right. to you yes, and yes, their yes. face just goes like a broken yeah. over. <laughs> and you're like, hi, you give hi, them an order of, of <laughs> right, you give them an order of 400 things. They're like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh. So yeah, so people can you think that you can walk when you're texting on your phone, but you actually cannot and everyone right. hates you. Stop phone stroking. Yeah, I mean, just look up or I don't know. Yeah. Or die. Yeah. Cassie, where can people find you? <gasps> people can find me on Twitter.com at uh, Casey, C-A-I-S-S-I-E. Um, I guess my Facebook page is, if you still care about Facebook, is public. So you can follow me there yeah. if you want to see weird Your Twitter's things. awesome, though. Yeah, you're, tw- you're great on Twitter. That's very nice. And, That's um, very kind. And you're great on Facebook. Because <laughs> I'm not kidding. I only go up to post stuff, but Aww. I will read your fu- your. Thank you. Very, you're an excellent writer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate and that. a good manager. And I'm. I wish you only good things with this new. <gasps> Thank you. Um, and you know, Judy, Judy Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, busy I was just tonight. kidding. Um, Coming to you this fall on yeah. me. Uh, and if I ever have my own talk show, will you work on it? Of course. Yay! Try to stop me. But Eric Kornfeld's going to want to work on it, so you have to. You know, <laughs> he can work from home. <laughs> All right, <laughs> give him give him an office in the basement. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, you're the best. Thank you for doing. I've been dying to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy I got to see you. You too. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Cassie Stange, come see me this summer. I'm in Provincetown yes. at the Fart House, also known as the Art House. Eight uh, nine o'clock on Thursdays. Uh, well, you'll be there. It's the Fart House. Yeah. <laughs> nine o'clock Thursdays. I think seven or seven thirty on Fridays. I hate you. Um. <laughs> And I'm recording an album tonight, so that will be for sale soon, I hope. And, uh, oh, do you vote in the Emmys? Yes. Okay, can you vote for me for guest star on I'm Dying Up Here? Yes. Promise? Yes. Because they put me in for for consideration. I would without you asking. Everyone who votes in the Emmys who's listening, vote for Judy for I'm Dying Up Here. All right. Um, Thank you, Cassie. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to see your face. Thank you. It's really ugly. Anyway, no, it's not, Judy. Um, anything, Hennessy, that you have to say? That meditation seems to be working for you. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. All right. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.